Avast me hearties, this is the podcast brought to you by Podvine, headscape.co.uk and Rightcart. Oh yes, and by the way, the International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast for those involved in designing, developing Podcast and running websites. Designing, developing and running websites. This is what everybody waits for. This is what everybody waits for. Hello and welcome to the 50th episode, yes indeed, the 50th episode of BoagWorld.com, the podcast for all those involved in designing, developing and running websites on a daily basis. My name is Paul Blackbeard Boag and joining me today is Marcus um, Roger the Cabin Boy, Lillington. <laughs> well, I was going to say black and white beard would probably be close yeah. to the mark, but there you go. Peppered beard. Salt and pepper beard. Exactly. So why the pirate theme, Paul? Well, it's the International Speak Like a Pirate it Day. isn't, and you know it. It is. No, seriously, <laughs> I can show you the website, right? Talk Like a Pirate. Um, speak Like a Pirate. There we go. Um, it's talklikeapirate.com. Talklikeapirate.com. 17th of September. Yeah, and when you look at it tomorrow, it'll say No, sorry, ni- sorry it's not 17th of September. <laughs> the anyway, date will the change every it day. It's a universal thing. Everybody does it. The whole blogosphere community does it every year. <laughs> and there's even JavaScript, um, I think it's JavaScript or PHP, algorithms that will take a blog post and convert it into pirate speech. Surely not. Jeremy Keith does it, for one. So there you go. You don't, still don't believe me, do you? Uh, no, I don't. It but is, hey. it's true. Do it like a pirate day. There you go. It's also worth saying that Paul and I are actually looking lovingly into each other's <laughs> eyes for a change. That's now quite a horrible really thought. Really freaked me out now, Marcus. Um, yeah, we, ha- we went back to the the headphone version. So probably, if you're wondering why the sound is so appalling today, it's because we've gone back to the expensive microphones and mixing desks. Mate. Yeah, in preference <laughs> to a couple of headsets and Skype, which yeah. seems loads better for some bizarre reason. I blame it on the sound guy. Who's that? That'd be you then. You're the one with the mixing board in front of you, or desk or whatever it's called. Some techie stuff. Well, anyway, so our 50th episode. Which must be a year because we've missed out a load. Oh, we've done, we've done well over a year now. Yeah. So it's kind of happy birthday, but more importantly, 50th episode type 50. thing. 50. So 50. has anyone done 50 episodes of any podcast anywhere? Yes. Sure. Uh, of course they have. No. Yes. <laughs> Ignatian are on their 60th plus, I think, now. Uh. So there's quite a few, but there's no other web design podcasts that have done 50 episodes. Right. So we are the oldest, if not the best. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. And to con- yes. commemorate this exciting occasion, mm. we have rebranded and relaunched the Boag World website. Have you checked it out? I have. Very nice. Have, have you checked it out in the same way as you've checked out rightcart.com? Uh, no, I've checked it out better than the way I've checked <laughs> out rightcart.com. Because if you remember two weeks ago, you did say that you were going to check out rightcart.com. That, that reminder has just gone ping in my head as so, you said it. So when we get to the sponsors bit at the end of the show, you're going to review rightcart.com. Great. So that's great. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we've relaunched the Bug World uh, website with um, a load of new bits and pieces on it. And it is going to expand even further. Yeah. Got a flower in the right-hand corner. Yeah, <laughs> that the logo has received a certain amount of jip. 
it has to be said. So it might subtly disappear over the coming weeks and right. months. But we'll see. No, I quite like it. Well, I, I, I think having a flower on there is fantastic. It's not a flower, it's the sun. <laughs> anyway, don't start. I've been accused of clip art city. And also, obviously, I've been accused of web 2.0, curvy gradients and stuff like that. But hey, I'm a dedicated follower of fashion. What can I say? So um, we've launched that. Uh, probably the biggest new thing that's worth noting on. Well, there's two things. Um, one is the fact that we now have the ability to play podcasts directly from the website, mm-hmm. which probably isn't useful to anybody but is there now um and the second big thing is you can now get quicker and simpler access to our web design network so we've got this um little network of uh other web design websites that we've kind of put together and we've used um uh i think it's uh swicky swicky or is it rolio one or the other as a way of searching just those websites and giving priority to those websites it's very useful if you're looking for web design stuff because um, you kind of narrow the field to quality stuff in preference to the rubbish that's out there. But we're going to talk more about the new site later. Definitely check it out um, at, unsurprisingly, boagworld.com, which is cool. So, moving on. On this week's exciting 50th episode. <laughs> is this going to be as good as the Christmas show? What? Total chaos. Uh, yeah, and useless. And useless. No, it is going to be marginally better than that. Right. And I'll tell you why it's going to be marginally better than that. Because this week's show is based entirely on questions sent in by users in preference to us making up... Well, rap. at least it'll be useful to them, then. Yes. And they're not users, are they? They're listeners. Listeners, yes. So you're, in, you're in headscape I mean, mode there. Headscape mode. <laughs> users. So it's like Transformers, headscape <laughs> mode. Right. Um, so, yes, on this week's show, we're going to look at the future of Bioag World and where we're going to go. We're going to look at some... Top- where are we going to go, then? Uh, well, well, that's what we're going to uh, discuss later. Oh, right. Just sort of Live on the show. I have no <laughs> flipping clue. <laughs> Um, I haven't actually thought about any answers to any of these questions. I've just written uh, written down the questions. Excellent. I like that's yeah, well top. planned. This podcast. Um, top tips on podcasting. Okay. What we've learnt over fifty painful episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, working with JavaScript libraries. So there is something to do with web design in the show. <laughs> yeah, right, Don't okay. yawn. <laughs> It's so much more fun having you here, Marcus, because I can see you groan and <laughs> sigh in pain. Um, and then can web standards and tables be combined? So we're going to cover loads else, but that's just a few things I picked up. So there you go. That's what's coming up in this episode. Okay. So we have none of our normal sections this week, which is kind of random, but well, what can I say? (laughs) I was going to do news. And I had a look round, and there were no there news any. stories. So, well, doesn't I mean, and this is not completely true? But it seems that the papers are struggling, and the TV struggling for news. There are certain, yeah, big stories, but it's kind of like two things. There's huge big stories. The Pope seems to have offended the entire world. That's well, a big story, is it? Well, it obviously, uh, is if you're a, the Pope, yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. And. Blair is continually about to resign. Yeah, but that's boring. Well, yeah, that's true. Actually, you are right. There isn't anything really happening, is there? I mean, yeah, there's... Oh, know, other than a war in Iraq that's and conti- Afghanistan. It's continuous and stuff, I suppose, what it is. I mean, I, I can't remember what it was. I was looking at the, pa- at the papers the other day and thought, they're a bit short on news today, aren't they? There was, that's you know, really funny because it's not... Little old lady finds cat up tree. Yes. You know, that kind of thing. Normally it's not bad over the summer. Not you find little old ladies up trees, but... No. Yes. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, it's normally the summer period things are, are mm. lax. And in fact, we did struggle a little bit for web this design This is global news. warming. 
You reckon that's what it is? It's summer's still got summer. longer. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Okay, anyway, thank you for that huge tangent. So we're going to skip news, we're going to skip reviews, and we're going to just do comments and questions, because we've got loads in. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a confession to make, which is that I have had a teensy-weensy little bit of email trouble. <laughs> You're too honest, Paul. I know, but I feel like I need to be, because some people might have written really important things to me, yeah. and I haven't received them. Since going live with the new com website, which I did Wednesday of last week, mm-hmm. I have received no Boag World email. Which <coughs> and he's only realised that this morning. I've only just realised that. <laughs> so the questions I've got are stuff from pre that. Um, uh, but, yeah, so if you sent stuff in later than Wednesday, we've got a bit of a problem. So, sorry about that. But send them in again anyway, because we're still looking for comments and questions. We still do a comments and questions section in each show. Going forward. What so he's I, trying to say is he's lost all of your emails since I last Wednesday. Not. It's I not like not he'll pick them up any. later. They're gone. Forever. It was so Into much, the huge email pit of fire. It was so much nicer last week when you weren't here. <laughs> I talked I talked to sensible grown up people that know things about web design. Yeah, it was good because it kind of, you know, made it seem like a more intelligent podcast. Yeah. You dragged the tone down, Marcus. <laughs> So anyway, we've got a list well, of questions. That's not quite what I meant. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's what everybody else meant. I, I've received so many emails saying how much they enjoy me ragging on you. I do, seriously, on a regular basis. They say that's to highlight the show, me being rude to you, really. So there you go. Yeah, I, I don't take offence, dear listener, because he's rude to everyone. <laughs> Consistently. <laughs> yeah. Was I rude to anyone in last week's show? Actually, I was, wasn't I? Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was, a few contentious, but you were trying to be. I well, know. I don't agree with this. And then you go, well, actually, I do. <laughs> I don't think I did that. But there was a lot of kind of, um, I was rude about people using too much techie talk. Yeah. Well, it was a sort of techie conference, though, wasn't it? I, was I know that, it was a bit out of your depth, Paul. But. I was. <laughs> I was drowning. It was very techie, yeah. even for me. But anyway. So um, we've got a whole list of questions that we're going to work through. Marcus, do you want to kick off with the first question? Sure. This is from Mark. Congratulations on the show. Oh, what oh, can I oh, say? Oh, a good start. Yeah. Although I don't always agree with what you have to say, <clears throat> not so good, it is entertaining and informative. What I want to know is this, where do you go from here with it? What are your plans for the future? So then, what, what are our plans for the future, Marcus? Uh, uh, oh, we're going to go to lots of conferences uh, abroad. Yes, <laughs> good plan. Okay. We are going to South by Southwest next year. We have decided. Now this. I've announced that on the podcast, it has to happen, doesn't it? Absolutely. Chris has to pay us to go to... And you said we as well. I did. Yeah. Well, I want to go with you. It'd be much more fun. It It'd is. be boring going by myself. So we have to work out kind of what that might coincide with the 100th podcast or something. That would be really cool. Ooh. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Probably not. We'd have to be a bit more consistent than we've been so far. Yeah. Anyway, I've, kind of, I've been thinking about this. It's really interesting because the way I, I, I was recently reading an article by Jeremy Keith on mm. his website. That's twice he's got mentioned today. Lucky boy. <laughs> I bet he thinks so. Uh, yeah, I bet he does. Um, so he, he was, he's been talking about how he thinks comments are rubbish on websites, okay, and on blogs and stuff, allowing people to make comments, and that actually people just say stupid things and flame one another. Now, that, there is far too much of that, yes. That is diametrically opposed to the direction that I'm going with Biagworld, because my desire for Biagworld over the next year is for it to become a community. Why do you have to say it like that? 
Because <laughs> it's my job to say things like that. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's the way that I want to go with Biogrow. I, I want to. I want to get a lot more interaction going, um, and people to share experiences and ideas and stuff like that. Simply because I get too many emails coming to me now for me to be able to answer everybody's questions and help them. So mm. I'd like to turn Biogrow into a situation where people can help one another a bit more. So my primary aim with that at the moment is to get a forum up and running, which mm-hmm. we've talked about before on the podcast. So I'm working on that, and that's coming along quite nicely, although I didn't manage to get it done for the 50th episode. You will end up with reviews of sci-fi books, whiskey, um, no, no, songs. But, no, I mean, I've worked, I've worked on community websites since I was working this out. 95 okay. was when I first got involved in the web design community, and I was one of the... Um, one of the first community leaders of GeoCities, which is a, is my sh- claim to shame, really, these days. Mm. Um, and so I've kind of, I kind of know that communities can be hard work, and they you have to moderate and and control and help that community. <laughs> that sounds great. I know. Moderation control. Well, you do. <laughs> Otherwise, it does turn into flame wars and stuff like that, yeah. or it does go off topic and things like that. And you mm. do have to rein it in. But they're, they're really worthwhile if they, if they work properly. Because um, I know that there is a huge knowledge in the people that listen to this show. Mm. To be honest, far more than I know about web design. A lot of the people, because it, collectively, they're bound to know more than any individual. So the sure. more we can get people contributing, the better. And I'd like more shows to be like this one, where there's comments and questions and feedback and that kind of stuff. Well, I was going to say, I mean, not that there will always be new things to discuss... But there is also some, you know, there are the pillars of web design, yeah. if you like, that we can only go over and over and over again yeah. so many times exactly. before people notice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's going to be more community features on the Baragwell website, forum being the main one. Hmm. Um, there's going to be um, more back and forth on the show. I, I really want to encourage more people to sending um, comments and questions, and especially audio files. I'll get bitter and twisted about that later. Um, or in a minute, actually. Mm. Um, and then I want to do more interviews as well. Um, and not always just with kind of the same group that always do the rounds of, yeah. you know, web celebs. But maybe, you know, a few people that have uh, just kind of got real experiences of, of web design. Well, we have threatened a few times to get some of our clients on here and we still haven't done it. Yeah. So to get some real website owners on to show they actually exist yeah. um, would, would be, be good. a good thing to do. But, I mean, to some extent that... Setting up things like that takes a lot more time than I've got at the moment, mm. which comes on to a question we're going to deal with later, actually. Um, so until I've got that more time, which we're in the process of planning, um, then th- that will enable me to set up interviews and do that kind of stuff. It was a bit frustrating at the, the Deconstruct conference. I did a, um, a series of interviews with, as well as the kind of speakers, I did interviews with people that were just there, yeah. just visiting and stuff. And they didn't it, end up on it, though. No, because because the, the speakers I could do in a separate room where it was quieter. Yeah, but I couldn't do that with the with the main. Uh, you know, the people that I was interviewing were being interviewed in the main hall, and there was loads of noise. Yeah. So it's really frustrating because I wanted the show to be more split between people that were attending and speakers. So that's my desire: is that, that there's a, a lot more of kind of interaction with the people that listen to the show. Anyway, there you go. That's that one. Cool. Talking about me being bitter and twisted about people not sending in audio files. Mm-hmm. I asked people very nicely. I was very polite. 
to send not just email questions but um audio questions and i even made it easy by saying that they could do it through audio if you go to audio.com forward slash send a message forward slash boag world you can send a message directly through audio which is great but only one person did it Shocking. So Think e- of all those that are currently in the bottom of your fiery email pit. It's, well, no, no, <laughs> because they would have done it through Odia. Oh, they might mm-hmm. be. Yeah, they might have sent me MP3 files. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't be too scathing, I'm afraid. No, that's very true. It might all be my fault. <laughs> anyway, um, because I've only received one, then I shall play that one. So here it is from Yan. Hello, Paul. Hello, Marcus. I'm Yan from the sunny island of Singapore. Listen to your podcast every week, and the thing is great. Although a podcast without you and Marcus bickering is just boring. So keep up the good work. Thanks, Jan. That was constructive. <laughs> Absolutely. Us bickering. <laughs> Too many serious podcasts in the world. No, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ha, ha. How funny are you? Anyway, because Jan was the only MP3 file, he gets played. Yeah. So there you go. There's a there's superb a, question, I thought. I thought it was an excellent question. But no, we really appreciate people's feedback. And I've got a few others like that coming up. Okay, the next question is from Brett. And uh, he says, podcasting seems to be a continue. Oh, seems to continue to be a huge growth area. What advice would you give to a podcaster starting out? Don't bother. We want the whole market to ourselves. That's quite a hard question, isn't it? It's like, well, I mean, I, I, I kind of went back. Sell to, your soul to the devil, and then you will be famous. No, no. Okay. Um, I thought that was excellent advice. Well, yes, obviously you're here to be famous. I'm here to share my extensive knowledge of web design with the world in a completely altruistic way. I suppose have a point would be a good way to start. Yeah, well, let's think, let's think, um, okay, what have we learned doing this podcast? One is, I have a point, be focused. Yeah. Um, don't kind of go rambling off topic. <laughs> ah, okay, let's forget that one. Audio quality. Yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, audio quality is important, so I hear yeah. from other people constantly writing in and complaining about Marcus's audio quality. I'm going to stand up and defend this now. Oh. I'm even busier than Paul is, oh. so, so I don't get time to fiddle and faff with the audio levels and compressing things and making sure and raising that little segment up so you can hear it. I'm really sorry. I'd love to have time to be able to spend an hour okay. going through an hour's worth of audio every week. You are correct. That is a fair comment. So point three, don't mumble. Yeah. Talk properly. Properly. Get, get your diction across. Yes. No <laughs> mumbling. Um, I would say, uh, be careful you don't go monotone. Yeah. That happens. I mean, it doesn't happen so much when it's me and Marcus together, because, and that ought to be another one, get yourself a co-host. Thing, yeah. Do, yeah. Don't do it on your own, because you might you might be animated for the first time, and then it'll be, from yeah. then on. Well, what it is, I mean, because I do the Practical Web Design podcast by myself, mm. and um, I, I can keep it up for about five, maybe ten Oh, I forgot to mute my computer. There's another one. (laughs) Make sure you turn off all phones. Mute your computer. That is so... (laughs) Yeah, I deserve that. (laughs) Timing. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, this is the worst show we've ever done. Um, uh, Which is ironic because it's our 50th. Yeah, so um, I forgot what we were talking about. We were just talking about general tips, weren't we? Um, Yeah, you need you need to have at least half decent quality gear. If you've got um, from an audio point of view, 
a lot of the questions we have coming through have got like annoying clicks and things going constantly all the way through them, which yeah. is okay for about the 30-second question. But you've got to make sure that uh, your sound quality is at least kind of past annoying. Anyway, yes. And preferably as good as you can get it. And then there's, um, yeah, it's a monotone thing we were yes. talking about. That when I do practical web design, I can keep it up for about five, ten minutes, mm. and then I start going monotone. Mm. Um, so the way I get around that is do it in lots of little sections. Um, I, yeah, I recommend that anyway, because then you can check back what you've recorded. Because quite often, you'll, well, particularly when we started recording these podcasts, occasionally uh, the software we're using would decide to just turn everything into kind of weird digital noise yeah um, all kinds of weird problems now if, you, if you've spent doing a solid 45 minutes in one hit and that happened after the first minute you'd be a little bit hacked off with it um so yeah i mean it's worth you know chopping it all up into little bits and mm. then you can check it perseverance i think is another thing <laughs> yeah um there's a lot of web design or a lot of podcasts that started up that I've kind of listened to that have done five or six episodes. They haven't had a huge audience. Mm. Um, and so they've kind of given up on it, but it does take time to build up the audience. I mean, I remember being pleased when we hit the 200 person mark mm. at one point, you know, <laughs> which seems absurd now, but breaking through the 2 million barrier last yeah, week. I mean, I mean was that was, yeah, that it? was very good as well. <laughs> um, also, I think you need to know, you need to have clear in your head why you're doing it. Mm. You know, I mean, for us, it's it's about raising the profile of Headscape, the, the web design company we work for. And we've actually seen a return on investment. We know it's worth our time doing this. So, mm. you know, it's not altruistic in our case. And I think often if you're kind of just doing it for a bit of fun, that isn't going to last because it ceases being fun after 50 episodes. <laughs> exactly. This is kind of... It's kind well, I don't know. That's not fair, actually. It's kind of fun after 50 episodes. It is, but we, it's part of our job. Yeah. And that makes you do it. Yeah. And but it, it happens to be, well, for me, one of the most enjoyable parts of my job. Yeah. But it, if it wasn't, yeah, if it wasn't my job, would I still carry on doing it? Probably not. Well, you probably not. do it a lot less often. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. monthly, even every yeah. couple of months. When something came along that you felt was worth, you know, was really obviously worth talking about. But because mm. we kind of make sure we must keep it going weekly, although we don't always, but um, that's, the, that's the plan. It, it it kind of makes you it forces you to be creative forces you to get out and and mm. do it so having a purpose yeah actually that's important. another thing about being regular as well mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh i got so well, you've managed to, say I can manage to keep humor. it up for five to ten minutes as well <laughs> so <laughs> what's wrong with us today moved on to being regular um, That's good. It's healthy. Yes, <laughs> I, I think it's important that you 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 know you do have a time when you're going to put it out and mm. you put it out regularly over that time. Now we've got in a bit of a mess. I think releasing on Mondays is a big mistake because the number of bank holidays or long weekends people have Mondays aren't always very good. Yeah, so that can. would be a piece of advice. Don't release on Mondays or Fridays. Yeah, I reckon midweek is probably better. Um, but you know, try and release consistently. Um, for that sake you read that I'm sorry oh dear any other advice you've got on on doing podcast don't be afraid I've got one which Mm. I think a lot of podcasts miss well perhaps it's just different audience know your audience is a good one Mm. know who you're aiming at and know as well when they're going to be when you imagine they're going to be listening to it because for example, this podcast is very much aimed at people, well, you know who it's aimed mm. at, the type of person we say at the beginning of every show, but it's 
is from my mental picture it's aimed for people's commute to or from work and i expect yeah i think you're right there a lot of i imagine a lot of sort of freelance on their own designers will, will have us on in the background while they're working but mm. yeah loads of people because uh, we'll be and, and as a result i think our style is reflective of that so for example um if it was on at work um, if we were mainly aiming at people listening mm. listening while they were at work, I think it would be we would make it more serious. Mm. Um, I think it would be slower it, and not so fast paced and talking like that. Well, with a commute, my attitude is well, that, we are the crazy gang breakfast show of podcasting, oh, aren't we? Hell. <laughs> What? that's what you're saying paul isn't it yes <laughs> to some degree that is what i'm saying but it, it, it's kind of good from the point of view actually somebody makes this point later on um it's good from the point of view that when people are commuting to work they you know that's their own personal time they're not going to want to listen to something that you know is kind of hardcore work mm. but on the other hand they get some sense of satisfaction out of the fact that it is work you know, do you see what I mean? It's kind of, it's got to be entertaining, I guess, is what mm. I'm saying. I'd say that was the case for pretty much all all podcasts. Well, some people do like serious stuff, and they like serious, intense, condensed information without the waffle. So read it in a book. Yeah, but then you can listen to this on the on a commute to work, while you couldn't listen to, or you couldn't read a book necessarily if you were driving, for example. Mm. There are situations where... You know, a, a different style of podcast is better. But I think that leads on to another point, which is be yourself. Mm. Um, and I don't think we could do a serious podcast. Well, it would just be monotone and boring, wouldn't it? It, it would feel like that to us. Yeah. So therefore, we wouldn't have a passion for it and we wouldn't yeah. care about it. That's true. You know, even even the way we pitch for work has got humour in it. When we mm. when we do presentations, there's always a bit of back, back and forth banter. Mm. And I think for us to do it any other way would be unnatural. Mm. But I've heard other podcasts that will remain nameless where the presenter is a serious guy, mm. but he's heard other podcasts. In fact, the particular example I'm thinking of heard us and thought, wow, that's mm. really cool. And he tries to be like that at the beginning. And he does it very well mm. for five, ten minutes. But inevitably, you slip back into who you really are. It's, mm. it's pretty much impossible to hide who you really are. Unless you script every show word for word. Yeah. Which is impossible. Take which forever. takes far too long. Although yeah. some people do that. But then it, can, mm. then, then it can sound like it's being read, and yeah. that's bad too. So there are different styles. You need to find your own style. So there we are. I think, I think we've, we've covered about I every covered, possible yes, angle. Yes, <clears throat> completely. So next question, Marcus. This is talking. from Simon. Hello from Australia. Blimey. Thank goodness for your wonderful podcasts, Brit humour and lovely accents. accents. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, a refreshing change. Keep up the great advice and tips. That's not a question. That's no. a big fat statement. Well, well I've, tried, I've tried to mix it up a bit okay. with, with ego enhancing, <laughs> boosting, aren't we great stuff. So thank you, Simon. Yes, thank you very much, we Simon, appreciate from Australia. Yes, and it's nice to know. We get quite... I'm quite amazed at the spread we get. I mean, mm. we've, got, we've already had Singapore, mm-hmm. Australia. Get loads from the States, unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. Loads from the UK, unsurprisingly. We get quite a lot from Germany, mm-hmm. which amazes me that people would choose to listen to something that isn't in their native language. Maybe, well, I don't know, maybe that just doesn't exist. German web design no, podcast. There, there is a German web design podcast. Is there? Who is written specific. Now, I, mm. I'm sure he would like me to give him a plug at this point. You can't remember his name or can't pronounce it. I can't it? pronounce it yeah. and I can't remember it. And yes, but do search on German web design podcast. And there he'll find be. It. He'll be there. 
And um, he says he styles himself after this podcast. But I suspect he probably does it in a more German way. Yes. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Efficiently. Not, I'm not. Yes. You'll learn a lot more from him. I bet no you No doubt. Yes. So um, without as much toilet humour. Mm. Uh, so there we go. Thank you, Simon. Oh, Brazil as well, by the way. Really? Get a lot wow. from Brazil. A lot? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Not okay. just one or two. I'm talking... All of these are decent numbers of people. Mm. I mean, America and UK are the biggest, but you'd be surprised. We get a lot from all over the place. Okay, so Ryan has written in with a question saying, what is your opinion of using other people's codes, such as using the Lightbox script, prototype, or scriptlicious? It's very hard saying that. Scriptilious, I read that. Yeah, well, he spelt it wrong. All right. It's script... Scriptlicious, okay. as in delicious, sure. but with script on the beginning of it. I often find them to be seriously bloated and end up coding my own, but what's your view? Now, do I need to explain what these are to yeah, you? Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about here. Um, okay, so you've got a language, you've got JavaScript, yep. okay, which is a scripting language. But some, there are lots of things in JavaScript that you want to be doing again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So an example of that is you might want to get all of the items within the page that have got a class name equaling something specific. Mm -hmm. Or you might want to connect to the server and pull back XML data, you know, in an Ajaxy type way. Or you might want all the time for things to fade in and fade out or animate or all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So a group of people or lots of different people have put together libraries of these kind of pre-done functions to make it quick and simple to achieve those different things. Now, every JavaScript person listening to this podcast is probably now groaning at my definition of what a JavaScript library is. Right. But don't fret, because we're going to get <laughs> Dustin Diaz. For Enot. For Enot. <laughs> um, because um, we're going to get Dustin Diaz, who is... Um, uh, works for Yahoo and kind of specializes in JavaScript. And we're going to do a whole show about JavaScript libraries and are they worth it and are they not. So I don't want to kind of preempt too much of that. It is on the cards. It is going to happen. Um, but suffice it to say, I would agree that um, these libraries do contain, because what you do is you download a whole library mm. and you might only want to do, say, one thing. You might want to just do a bit of animation, but you've got all of these other things in the library that enable you to do all these kind of other functionalities you're not using. So every time the user downloads any one of those, you know, they, right. they, they have, or any, any one of the libraries, they have to download everything. So they, you know, right. your file sizes are really big, basically. And there are other reasons for avoiding them as well. But they do have some benefits, including the fact that it allows you to quickly and easily do stuff without coding it yourself from hand. Which is, if it's not nasty code, that's got to be a good thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very good. I mean, the approach I tend to take is I write everything from scratch pretty much, or I certainly don't use any libraries. But if somebody has um, done a a single function that does one specific thing and doesn't have any dependencies on anything else, because sometimes you download one of these functions and you find out, well, actually, you need prototype for it to work properly, and so you end up having it, you know, it gets Mm. big and bloated. I will use standalone things like that. The, the classic example people always go on about with uh, the Bergworld site is the tooltips. When you roll over mm. items on the page, you get a nice little tooltip box. Well, that actually is a, a single function that was written by Dustin Diaz, the, the guy we were yeah. just talking about. So I use that one function because it's not got loads of extra stuff that I don't want. Okay. So that's my personal opinion. The other thing is is that don't ever use anything you don't understand how it works. I know that sounds mm. dumb, 
But the trouble with these big libraries, in my opinion, is that you can't begin to know or understand what's in them unless you're a JavaScript expert, which I'm certainly not. Mm. Um, so if you want to do something slightly different or change it at some point, your stuff. Yeah, you can't do it. Well, something like just uh, Dustin's um, sweet tip, tool tip things. Um, it was simple enough for me to be able to understand it. And I have actually edited it and changed it to suit my requirements. So there you go. Marvellous. Right. Should we move on to another one then? Yeah, go on then. This is uh, Matthew. Hello from Canada. I think we're getting a little hello from. Hello. Uh, Great podcast you do. It's Yoda. It's Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I found you through Practical Web Design Magazine, and that's how I ended up here. I like both the style of your site as well as your well-thought-out approaches to web design. Thanks. I'm just reading all the gushy ones, aren't I? Yeah, you've got the gushy We'll swap round, all right, in a minute. Thank you. That's very nice of you, Matthew. Very nice. Canada there. And Practical Practical Web Design Magazine, Mm. which obviously I do the podcast for and I occasionally write for as well. Um, And I write for .NET as well. By the way, if you hadn't heard my previous review of .NET, um, check it out because it's a really good magazine these days. I've just got the latest edition through. Is it edition? Issue through, which is really good. It's got some good stuff on podcasting, actually. Not that I've read it all yet, but it looks good. Okay. Okay, you read the next one so you don't end up with all the gushy ones. Okay, right. <clears throat> this is from Steve. I see you have already made your new site live already. already uh, too many already is in there, but yep. there you go. Can you explain a little bit about your approach and why you made the choices you did? Okay. It likes curvy bits I and like, flowers. Yes. <laughs> I just follow the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else does curvy bits, I do curvy bits. Uh, yes, yeah, so we made the new uh, Bergworld site live last wednesday um the reason being is that um i just had too much to do i've had holiday on friday and yesterday so i didn't want to come back and have to make a site live as well as the 50th episode it would have been a busy day i mm. know i like to go out for lunches paul might have been a bit cross actually i think if that had been the case why because he would have had too much to do i would and mm. i get stroppy when i have too much to do do you <laughs> yes i know you're implying i'm a prima donna <laughs> i am what can i say um yeah so the new site's gone live i mean the, the, there are kind of a whole load of new features in it and i won't kind of go through everything but just to explain some of the logic yes the design is very web 2.0 e yes i know that that phase will pass in fact it's already beginning to to be honest mm. um but the great thing about web standards is i can just change the design later on my main aim for the site uh if i had only one aim and what motivated me to make the change in the first place is i wanted to make the site scalable mm. Um, because I, I feel that that is the way that, um, web design is going. And I, I think there, you know, with the, such a broad range of different resolutions running around these days that it's really quite important to make the site scalable. I have also made it, um, optimized for 1024 by 768. All right, so in preference to 800 by 600. Mm. Now, it will work at 800 by 600, uh, and it'll work at wide screen sizes or whatever, but it looks best at 1024 by 768 because that's where the, uh, my stats are now showing the majority of the audience is, which is quite interesting. Cameron Moll uh, at CameronMoll.com has been talking about this kind of issue about scalability and about um, whether we should start working now at, at 1024 by 768 because hmm. that seems to be where things are going. So I think we'll probably... I think it's something I wanted to talk about for us internally within Headscape was whether we should now start mocking up and, and making things look right for 1024 rather than 800. It's an interesting debate. 
So what happens to the 800-600 user? They still get... They, well, it, I still believe that sites should be built scalable, which means that they, it will still work. It'll scale down to 800 by 600. Sort of central column squeezes. Yeah, but it'll like look that. a little bit too tight, maybe. And it won't look as nice as it would a Android but 600, but you still don't get horizontal scrolling. Well, that's perfect. Best of both worlds. Well, that's kind of what I feel. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if you... Uh, let me show you on the... Um, oh, I'm missing my cursor. My cursor seems to have died for some reason. Um, but if People you look can't at, see this, by the way, Paul. I know, <laughs> but I was going to show you. They can look themselves. <laughs> but if you reduce um, Bogle down to 800 by 600, it looks a bit cramped. Yeah. And the, 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 you know, certain bits don't kind of fit quite comfortably, but it's okay. Mm. But I know the majority of people that view my site are viewing it at least 1,024, if not higher, to be honest. Yeah. So I did that. Um, I wanted to bring up the two kind of killer apps, really, which is give me access to the podcast and let me subscribe to the feed. Hmm. So I've now got those on every page of the site and directly below the kind of strap line. I've changed the strap line a little bit um, from an emphasis purely on managing your website to building it as well because hmm. we've gone a little bit more that way with things. Um, I wanted to add in a main navigation in preference to relying just on stuff that's down the right-hand side. So we've added that in uh, with the ability to expand new stuff if we wanted to in the future. Um, I wanted to introduce tagging into the site, which wasn't there previously, because um, I'm becoming very enthusiastic about tagging mm. content. Um, and I wanted to kind of give people more ways of kind of navigating um, through the content of the website, if that makes sense. So before you would kind of go into an individual article and you were pretty much stuck there. Mm. But now at the bottom, I have the ability to go forward to the next article back to the previous article um or to navigate via tags so that it's much easier to kind of navigate around things um so that kind of stuff i've included the latest po- um, posts up on the home page there's a podcast player on there before mm. so it's kind of just growing up a bit i've also kind of tried to simplify the whole interface made all the text much bigger much easier to read um, all the links now, you know exactly what you've read and what you haven't because it puts a tick by it when, you, mm. you, you know, when you've read stuff. So it's all about kind of ease of use, really. Yeah, it's a more usable version. And also, finally, I decided not to do a radically different design to the previous one, but to evo- uh, evolve the previous one. I think we talked before on the yeah, podcast, didn't we, about definitely. evolving and um, design. So I felt like I had to practice what I preach, really. Which is, um, it works. I like it. I'm glad you approve. <laughs> okay, so our next question is from Craig, and he says, Happy birthday, Boag World. Not strictly true, but we'll accept but it's it. It's kind of nice. Yes, yeah. thank you very much. Where's our present? <laughs> um, his at, question is his present. Well, that's a crap present. <laughs> I want cash. <laughs> anyway, my question is, how do you find the time to do everything? You write for magazines, you do the podcast, you write for blogs, um, you seem to be up on the latest techniques, and you build sites for clients. Where do you find the time? Marcus, how do you do it? Oh, no, you don't do any of those things, do you? Sorry. I've <coughs> and already busier. stated that I'm far busier than you and are you're always. you're busier than me, because <laughs> I bring in so much work to the business that you then have to deal with. Is that what it is? Um, y- yes, yes, whatever. Of course. <laughs> okay, um, Craig, I just look busier than I really am. <laughs> I'm like one of those people that walk around with their tie thrown over their shoulder holding a clipboard. Not actually doing anything, but looks busy. How do I do it? I don't know, really. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that um, Headscape 
enable me and provide quite a lot of time for me to do this kind of stuff. Um, and I don't do that much writing for magazines. I don't talk at conferences that much. I don't, you know, the podcast, we really just record through almost in one go and mm. we're done, basically. You know, it, it doesn't take as long as it all sounds like it does. Um, but we're hoping to get into a position where we can spend some more time doing this kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. w- which is part of the reason why we're currently looking to recruit another designer just to free up a bit of my time and to enable me to do more stuff. So, um, yeah, the, the plan is that I should have more time to do that kind of thing. But that's where we're at at the yes, minute. We're, we're constantly surprised at how successful the whole thing's been. Yeah. Um, so, do it more, I guess. And it, it's getting... Yeah, it's getting. I'm being asked to do more and more stuff, so the result is it's going to take more and more time. What I don't want to do is get into a position where, which worries me actually about a lot of these um, people that do conferences and all the rest of it and write books. I don't want to get into a position where I'm talking about web design more than I'm actually doing it, Mm. if that makes sense. So we kind of need to watch that a little bit. But um, no, I think it's an important part of the job. And I think whatever web design company you work for, it's important that you keep up on the latest techniques and your employer should should provide you with time to do that kind of stuff. Um, and if they don't, there's, there's something not quite right. And I think we suffer from that even within Headscape that kind of I have the time to do it, but I don't think everybody else has the time that they need. So, Yep, could well be right. There's a bit of a follow-up question to that. I'm going to read, read this one as well. Alex writes my question is marcus has to sell complex web design uh, services and often a lot um, of technical content how does he manage to keep on top of it all bluff basically <laughs> so i think what what he's secretly saying there is marcus is a bit of a techno thicky <laughs> how does he manage to sell all this stuff and it's kind of a fair comment really because some you you are selling a fairly complex technical solutions it's just all you know this self-mocking that i do i'm actually really really clever (laughs) (laughs) just spat my drink that's how it works um Uh uh-huh yeah so i I have to make out to make the podcast funny you know yeah sort of straight man and all that kind of thing but actually i'm super clever and that's how i managed to do it alex okay uh, are you going to give any kind of sense man (laughs) i mean i would say you have been doing this for a very long time. Experienced, I guess, is the right word. Yes. I, Paul Paul keeps up with quite a lot of things, and I have to sit with him or on the other end of the phone for about over an hour every week and listen to all the new stuff that comes out. Yeah. So some of it does kind of wash in a bit. Yeah, I guess that's um, part of benefit of the podcast, exactly. isn't it, really? Uh, and I, I have to, you know, I want to come up with something funny again, but you, know, you, you have to. There's nothing worse than getting a salesman who's going in and saying, well, I'll get back to you on that. And, oh, and I'll get back to you on And I'll get back to you on that as well. Yeah. I've got quite a long history in, from being involved in design. So I know my stuff on that, that front quite well. Mm. And technically, what Headscape can offer from a sort of CM, content management system point of view, I'm fairly up to speed with that and i do all the pricing and all that kind of thing it's only if we if somebody wants a, a kind of really bespoke thing then i'll say well hang on that's a bit beyond me i need to get one of the technical guys in and then mm. i'll just bring them in with me mm. and we'll talk about it and we'll work out a solution and price that up and take it from there and in most cases by that stage you've done a proposal 
Uh, well, I suppose no, not always for initial meetings. Mm. But once you get to the proposal stage, that's going by someone from the technical department. It goes by exactly. me usually, you know. So there are other people seeing it and yeah. kind of inputting into it. So exactly. Mm. Okay, so you are wiser than you look. Exactly. Go on, then. Next question. It's from John. Thanks for the podcast, guys. It really makes me makes my commute that much more enjoyable and I get the smug satisfaction of feeling like I'm learning something. So that's what we were saying earlier, wasn't it? Exactly. Well, thanks, John. I'm going to move on to Sean. While I'm totally loving CSS and experimenting with it for layout and so on, I feel that perhaps combining the two methods, CSS and tables, might yield something useful. My question is, what am I to do? Do I go completely insane with CSS and use it, or can I have my tables in CSS too? What do you think? I'm sure many web standards people will cringe when they hear this question, but can the two methods be used together? If not, why not? Isn't that what happened for years, mixing CSS with tables? Yeah, I mean, it depends what you mean by mixing them. Kind of, even, I mean, I don't know about the second edition of Jeffrey's Elbins book, but the first edition did actually say, look, you know, be pragmatic about it. Mm. There are some situations where it's quicker, easier, and more efficient to use a table. Um, But... Um, I, I think I, I don't think you should get into a position where you're using tables for, for layout and just CSS for typography and stuff like that. I don't think you've made any progress or, hmm. or achieved anything by doing that. But if you're talking about using, you know, one table to define the rough layout, then I think, you know, and again, yes, I will get criticized for this, but I think there are situations where that is allowable. Um, and, you know, it, if it just makes life easier, then do it. I mean, it's all about being pragmatic, you know, with your with your web design, um, and you're recognizing that that perfect code isn't everything. You know, business drivers are very important too. You know, achieving goals quickly mm-hmm. are important. Um, but I would provide one word of warning, um, which is if you do use um, tables, Sean, you will probably live to regret it. Mm. Um, certainly I've done, I, I remember one project where I thought, oh, sod this, I'll just put a basic, I think I've said this before, <laughs> you have, I? yeah, but... I'll put a single basic table in to define the layout. Um, then everything else was CSS'd up, no, no tables anywhere else in the entire site. And then the client requested a low vision version. And one of the things you have to do with the low vision version is you have to linearize the con- content so you get rid of your columns. Mm. And so I had to find a way of linearizing a table. Um, because I'd done the layout in a table. So it was an absolute nightmare and a real pain in the neck to achieve. Um, so I would, I would encourage you, Sean, to go the whole hog, you know, and to, to move entirely across to CSS. However, your question was... Um, um, we had lots is, of questions. Yeah, but are the two methods... Is it okay to use the two methods together? Yes, it is okay... But it's probably not ideal. And you'd regret it, probably. Yes, I think that's what I would say. Okay, so our last question before we wrap up, because we could go on forever. Thank you so much for everybody um, who sent in questions. It is much appreciated. But our last question is... The from best a, one of the lot, actually. Best one of the lot. From Amanda. This is a real question. I haven't made it up. Excellent. Amanda writes in, When is Marcus going to have his own page on the Boag World website? All of us Breathe fans want to have an up-to-date photo of him. So, Marcus. Uh, well, can I have one? Yeah. Oh, right. Excellent. Do you write a page like the, the, the uh, About Paul Boag page? Yeah. But do an About Marcus one. 
and, and I'm no doubt can picture. dig out a 20-year-old photograph nope. of someone. <laughs> I will not put it live if it doesn't include the white hair. And Yes. So you have to do that. Is okay. that okay? Apparently, I have to get a new photograph as well because mine looks rubbish, apparently. It does look rubbish, Paul. I know. Perhaps you ought to get one done together. <laughs> Like those American talk shows, one yeah. of us pointing you know, yeah. at the camera, <laughs> you know, or oh, holding a mic or perhaps something. Perhaps not. Oh, perhaps not. So there we go. Thank okay, you. Okay, I'll do that. I'm just in, uh, impressed that we actually have a, a, a female v- listener. Yeah. Well, but she probably just heard that, you know, she searched on Breathe, my name. Yeah. Nothing to do with Nothing. Not at all interesting web design. Although I was personally surprised, actually, at both uh, Deconstruct and... At Media this year, there was a definite improvement in the number of female web designers there. So progress is finally being made. This is good. Because I do think web design... Because I think men and women do have a different design style. I think they design in slightly different ways. And I think the web misses out for the the absence of women designers. Well, the two women designers... we've worked with in the past were definitely better than you so yeah they were (laughs) they're really good weren't they yeah so (laughs) yeah thanks for saying that okay so that wraps up our extended questions and comments section of the show okay so before we wrap up just a quick thank you to our sponsors as you know by now, probably if you listen to the show, um, Barag World is part of the podvine.com network of podcasts. Um, so if you're interested in advertising or um, sponsoring the Barag show, then check out podvine.com. And you can also sponsor um, the Web 2.0 show and the Ruby on Rails show. I noticed that the Ruby on Rails show is doing very well in iTunes now. They must have a huge listenership. Which surprised me, because you'd thought that's relatively niche. Mm. But perhaps they're just better than us. Got a cool name. Mm. Um, so check out podvine.com. Uh, also, this show is brought to you by headscape.co.uk, which is our web design company. Um, we are still looking for web designers um, that are interested in joining us to work with us. If you live anywhere in the UK, if you've got um, a good eye for design and experience with web standards, accessibility and all that good stuff, then please, please get in contact us. Uh, with us you are may well be the person that we're looking for um you can send your cvs and examples of your work to inquiries at headscape.co.uk and finally marcus tell us about right yeah, cool yeah. um i noticed when i looked at the site the other day that they're looking for volunteers to test their international offering you've uh, just read that off of my page <laughs> Um, which I think you want to do, Paul. Is that right? I uh, do want to do that. I do want yeah. to include it on my site. Uh, it's a very, very cool kind of plug-in e-commerce product. product. Oh, um, yeah. So how how does it work exactly? Uh, it works in a kind of e-commerce plug-in kind of mm-hmm. way. And what kind of websites are they aiming their product at? Um, blogs, I think, particularly. Wow, you really are dragging this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, um, is it complicated to apply to the site? Um, I would have thought probably for someone like me it would be, but for you know your standard sort of blog owner, yeah, probably can plug it in fairly simply, I would have thought. Ah, we finally Damn. got him. Yes. <laughs> you were doing so well at that final. It is so easy. You could, seriously, yeah. you, could, you could set up a blog and write cart in under five minutes. That is cool. We, we ought to do it as a challenge on the show. We'll do one week on the show. We'll actually... Make Marcus build a website. Make Marcus build a page... With the right cart shopping. How much does it cost? Or can we talk it's about free. that? Here? Well, I say it's free. It kind of, it's free to create an account and it's free to set up on your blog. And then they, 
it kind of then depends on whether you're a publisher. So if you're you've got a product that you're selling yourself right. or if you're a, you're reselling somebody else's product. If you're selling your own product on the site, then you'll um, basically, right card just take 1% of the sale and the rest goes to you. If you're selling somebody else's product because you can sell Amazon stuff mm. or you can sell whatever, then the amount you get depends on the individual relationship but seems to vary between about 2% and 19% of the value of the product. So, I mean, it, it just... It's great. I really, I just can't wait until I can add it to my own site, really. Yeah, interesting. Very interested in it, actually. It it is very good. I mean, Mm. it's not, I can't imagine it'd be great for the majority of our clients that probably want something a bit more sophisticated. No, I'm thinking of, um, well, my wife's business, actually. Yeah. Perfect. It would be perfect for that Mm. because your your wife runs a pet shop, doesn't she? She does. Yeah. Yeah. So it would enable her to sell stuff. Yeah, it'd be Mm. perfect for that. Mm. And it'd be good for me you know, um, to sell stuff, Amazon books or whatever, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing, or maybe Boag World t-shirts or what, I don't know, whatever. But I'd like to add a shop at some point. Anyway, that's our sponsors. Enough of that. Let's um, wrap up the show today. Don't forget to check out the new site. It's definitely worth seeing. Marcus, share with us your words of wisdom. Okay. Um, no one sent me any decent jokes. That's not true. People keep sending me excellent jokes, but I really can't repeat them. Oh, to the general public, um, I, what, what, I, what I should probably do actually is post them on yeah. the Boeing World site. I yeah. don't care what goes up there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll, I've got such a lot now, but I'm getting through all. Having clean ones is a uh, it's uh, clean. Good jokes are a rare thing. So I thought I'd go back to the dumb law site and find some daft ones. Um, this is from Texas. Um, a recently passed anti-crime law requires... I, I don't actually believe this one, but it's great. Uh, requires criminals to give their victims 24 hours notice, either orally or in writing, and to explain the nature of the crime to be committed. <laughs> which I think is super. That reminds me of um, Terry Pratchett's book, the Discworld books. Because in that, yeah. didn't, they, they, didn't you have to have a... Um, a certificate in order to say that you were, were you could be robbed or something. It was something <laughs> yeah. bizarre like that. And finally, just what this is from El Paso again, Texas. Appearing in public places wearing a lewd dress is prohibited. So, what's a lewd dress? I wonder. Yeah, that uh-huh. one's not funny. But it was a good try. You can try and find another one. Uh, yeah, one more. Keep talking, Paul. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll uh, next week's show. Mm. What's on next week's show? Um, I actually don't know yet. I haven't really worked out what's going to be on next week's show. But uh, please send in your comments and suggestions to odio.com forward slash send me a message forward slash Boagworld. So you can go along to that URL, odio.com, send me a message forward slash Boagworld, and you can send me an MP3 file. I guess if you insist on sending me an email instead, you can send them to paul at Boagworld.com. Um, including um, any comments, questions, suggestions, anything like that, you can send them to that address. Also, check out bergworld.com for a podcast. On that page, you will see the latest podcast available, and you can post your comments for that show. Go on then, Marcus. One Big joke to One with. more. The entire Encyclopedia Britannica is banned in Texas because it contains a formula for making beer at home. Trouble is, I believe that. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Goodbye. Bye.